3: On February 11th, 2011, a young man named Tom Pickles took a photo of something in Lake Windermere. Since 2007, people have alleged that there's a monster in the lake. Was this the creature? Today, we talk with paranormal investigator Haley Stevens about her research into the mysterious case of Bo Nessie. It's actually quite unlike anything we've ever
2: seen before.
0: Mr. Dog.
3: We have reached that magical time of the year when listeners to skeptical podcasts are all inundated with tales of TAM. The amazing meeting hosted by the James Randi Educational Foundation in Las Vegas, Nevada. TAM 9, a.k.a. TAM 9 from Outer Space, is going to be held July 14th to the 17th. You can go to the AmazingMeeting.com website for more details, but the main thing you'll probably want to know is that a special workshop on investigating monster mysteries is being held on the 14th and will be led by the hosts of Monster Talk, featuring me, Blake Smith, Ben Radford, and Dr. Karen Stolzno, together in person. I hope you're able to make it. We'd love to meet you, and hopefully you'll find the presentation interesting, entertaining, and, of course, monstrously fun. We've got some really interesting interviews coming up soon featuring real and imaginary monsters. I'm really, really excited about what's coming up in our interview schedule. And speaking of schedules, I mentioned before that there will be some slight changes to the show's format. Those are on the way, and I hope you find them fun and refreshing. Today's show is brought to you by listener Robert Smith, whose kind donation helped make this episode possible. If you'd like to hear your name mentioned on Monster Talk, please use our donate button, which you can find at monstertalk.org. Today, we'll be talking with Haley Stevens about her investigation into the most recent photos of the creature known as Bonassie. Haley's a paranormal investigator and the co host of the Righteous Indignation podcast. Let's get to the interview.
0: Monster Dog.
3: Haley, you've got uh, Blake, Ben, and Karen on. And since you're already familiar with the episode or the show, you've, with
0: the episode,
3: <laughs> with the episode. She just
0: liked it. As yeah. you That's already right. know how this is going to turn out.
3: That's right. <laughs> If only, <laughs> Haley. Uh, I always think of you as uh, one third of the hosting power behind the Righteous Indignation podcast. Uh, yes. Okay. So, uh, welcome to all the listeners of, uh, or I guess the Indignation, uh, who might be uh, tuning in to hear your interview. And uh, Haley, you are a independent investigator.
2: That's right. Yes.
3: And what else can you tell us about your background?
2: Um, well, I started out in. In paranormal research in 2005, I was only 18 at the time, um, and I kind of formed my own group at the time. And I was a bit what people would say woo, and I kind of a developed into a bit woo. <laughs> okay. Probably just... very woo, actually. Okay. Very um, good. I'm not going to tell you how woo because it's kind of embarrassing, um, but I've been. Oh, we need most... to know now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of involved like chakras and seances and things like that. It was, it that was is very, bad. very in, in woo. In your investigations. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Um, yeah, it was It was just through the association with other researchers who, who were kind of that way inclined. And I just had no idea. So I was just like, yeah, I'll go with this. Um, and then a couple of years later, I kind of realized that I might be barking at the wrong tree. Um, and I became a lot more rational in what I did. Um and a few years down the line, I've started up something called BARSOC, which is the British Noministic Research Society. Um, and that's basically a collection of independent researchers across um, Britain who kind of just work on on different cases. Um, mainly it's media stuff at the moment. So any cases that are reported in the media, we kind of try and offer a rational stance on that. Um, we're pretty new. Do you have
0: the same sort of situation in the UK as we have in the States with thousands of ghost hunter groups
2: Yes. Uh, I don't know if it's thousands. It, it could be. Um, I know that um, a friend of mine who's involved in the Association for Scientific Study of Anomalous Phenomena, she recently started counting um, how many groups she could find online that are still active. And she stopped mm-hmm. at about 200 and something. Um, wow. It was just too, too depressing for her. Um, <laughs> um, there definitely are a lot of groups. Um, but I, I don't know if we I don't know of an exact number because a lot of them don't have websites. Um, a lot of them just have like Facebook groups or they're just mm-hmm. like groups of friends who, who do it as a hobby, you know, and pay like 10 quid a head to go to the local haunted buildings and stuff like that. But yeah, it's definitely sachet.
1: And find ghosts, of course, for 10 quid. Of course. That's, that's a bargain, frankly.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
3: <laughs> We're talking to you today specifically about, um, and I even hate to say it, Bonessie. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Why do they call it Bo Nessie?
2: One of the towns on Windermere is Bo Ness on Windermere. And um, so it's kind of like a cross between the name of Bo Ness on Windermere and um, the nickname for the Loch Ness Monster, which is Nessie. So Bo Which, which is
3: actually, that's pretty clever if you know that it's Boness on Windermere.
2: Yeah. If you <laughs> don't know it's Bo, Bo Ness on Windermere, it's a bit <laughs> random.
3: <laughs> it really is. <laughs>
2: Before, um, they, they mm. called it Windy. Windy the Lake Monster. Oh. But then it was Bonessi. Oh, like- that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> so,
0: Hayley, how did you get interested in Bonessi?
2: Well, it's it was kind of weird because normally I only research uh, ghosts. That's kind of what I know more about. Um, mm-hmm. And Bonessi has been around probably since 2006. Um, and I was kind of aware of it. Um, from about 2007 which is when one of the first expeditions on on the lake took place Um, but it wasn't something I was majorly interested in but I I knew of it Um, Mm -hmm. and then the British psychic Dean Maynard got involved in the case and my interest kind of peaked a bit more um, mainly because on the Righteous Indignation podcast we kind of um, we like to kind of cover what Dean's up to he's kind of like one of our our favourite psychics um, to make fun of which is probably cruel, but, you know. A nemesis. And we all so, have to have nemesis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I became more aware of what was going on, um, and I was watching his coverage of it, because uh, I think he's local to the area uh, that the lake monster has been seen in. And then he did an expedition, and then it all kind of went a bit quiet. And then earlier this year, in February, um, a photograph kind of exploded in the local media um, of Windermere, and then the, the national media, um, with this photograph uh, that this guy called Tom Pickles had taken um, that showed like a, a humped thing in the water in front of him um, in a kayak. And people were saying that this was the, the Windermere um, Loch Ness Monster, basically. And that's when I took a real interest in it, um, in the photo. And I just, yeah, just went from there all the way back through through the whole case, really. Mm-hmm.
1: Let me let me go back uh, and talk about what are what are some of the reputed characteristics of Bonassi. Uh, as as you probably know, I mean various some lake monsters said to be you know two hundred feet long and have spikes on the back. Some of them have glowing red eyes. What's uh, what are the main characteristics of Bonassi?
2: Um, well, it's reported to be um, between twelve to fifty feet in length, depending on which eyewitness you listen to. Um, Some say that it can jump in and out of the water. So there there was an eyewitness who they were going along in their boat and they claimed that the um, bonus monster was jumping in and out of the wake behind their boat um, and following them as they went down uh, down the lake. Mm. It's also been reported to look like a dolphin or a seal without fins. Um, And some say it also looks like a giant eel and it's scaly and like a silvery grey colour. Um, it's also got bumps on uh, it's back, three or four humps depending on who you talk to and the strangest characteristic um, is that it has a head like a Labrador dog
1: oh <laughs> there, you go. there
2: you go then She's where did that come from? <laughs> um, it comes from Lyndon Adams who, he took the first photograph of the the monster um, before the Tom Pickles one I think this was back in, it was February 20, uh, 2007 when he took his photo and he claimed that it had, um, it, it appeared to be 50 foot long um, and that it had the head of a Labrador dog, according to uh, like the media that spoke to him, which was quite random.
3: <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> it, it was all kind of like standard monster. Like it was long. It's like really long. And it, it looked like um, it was moving fast through the water in a straight line. And it had the head of a Labrador dog. And that bit kind of just stumped me. I was like, wow, that, that, that just throws it into its own. <laughs> Well, well
0: actually, can I just ask a quick, quick question of Ben. Uh, is it is that a common thing, or is that are there any precedents for a, a hybrid lake monster? <laughs>
1: Uh, actually, that, that's a good question. The, the Champ Lake Monster, which I've done, of course, a lot on well, along with Joe Nickel, that one also ha- uh, had been claimed to have a head like a Labrador or various other dogs. Uh, Ogopogo and some of the other Canadian ones haven't, but certainly Champ, uh, is the main monster that jumps to my mind that had been, uh, had a sort of a canine, uh, head to it.
3: I was gonna say there's a rather famous picture of Nessie, uh, which some people say is actually a Labrador, uh, carrying a stick. Uh, but I actually had the a, a, a chance to see a, a, a much better quality photo of that image, um, and it by Mike Dash actually sent that to me, uh, who, former editor the uh, 40 Times. And the, uh, the original image, or like the much more clear image, doesn't look much like a dog at all. Um, it's kind of interesting. So yeah, you know, but you know, this is another thing here. We're talking about humps in the lake. We're talking about something with humps, and. So far, as as near as I am aware, as far as I'm aware, maybe Ben, you might have more to say about this, but we don't really actually have any known real world animals that have humps in the water like this. Um not not alive today.
0: Except for aquatic uh camels.
3: Well, right. Except for the aquatic camels. And but but this is in England and most well, cl- of those are in, are in New Jersey. So yeah. uh <laughs> Also random. No, I was going to yeah I was going to say the uh, like serpents, you know, sometimes people imagine that that snakes might undulate through the water that, but they tend to swim laterally not dorsally like that. And um and of course Joe Nickel is fond of talking about how that um a common reason you might think you see humps is because it was really multiple animals like otters swimming in a row, which apparently they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, just kind of interesting. But uh, but the, these humps in this photo don't look much like otters to me.
2: No, they don't, do they? Um, mm. What was quite interesting about this one was that people were openly skeptical of it from the very, very beginning. You know, people that I consider to not be that skeptical or rational um, were calling that it, it was a tire. Um, and that was, you know, entirely plausible from the start. It's like, yeah, it does look like a tire that's been cut to kind of create the four humps when flattened out.
3: Entirely um, pl- plausible?
2: Entirely, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then a tire was found next to the the actual lake that had been cut to make that shape. Now, I don't know if that was ah. the tire that was used or if it was just a tire that happened to float past the guys in the kayak at, at like, the wrong time and, and they thought it was a monster. Um, or it could have just been a tire that was put there to then kind of frame those guys for um, a hoax. I don't know. But when they put that tire in the water, it did look very much like um, the, the supposed monster in the Pickles photograph.
3: So, did you were you able to get photos of the tire in the water?
2: Um, yeah, um, there are. So I think it's on the, the Barsock website, um, barsock.org. You can see a photograph of the tire submerged in the water, and, it, and it's kind of just. It's the spitting image, really. Nice. Either that or the, the late monster disguises itself as a as tire.
3: <laughs> sneaky, sneaky.
0: And uh, you just mentioned uh, the public opinion as being a little bit more sceptical than you'd expect. Was that the case? Uh, people, uh, I guess the media, were they sceptical or the, the general public, were they sceptical?
2: Um, I think the general public was sceptical, especially of the, the um, Pickles photograph um the media they were kind of you know kind of playing devil's advocate um but when the tire was discovered discovered um the Westmoreland gazette which is the local paper in the area they reported on that um quite openly that this this tire had been found and it was a possible hoax um i, I think it was more public opinion um that was kind of a, a lot more skeptical of it being a monster
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Haley, I think we're. I wanted to sort of not jump ahead too much. Uh, can you can you sort of take us back to because again, you, I think all four of us, uh, you know, have seen the photo quite a bit. I've d- I did analysis for it for for a website, and we've all seen it. But mm-hmm. a lot of our listeners, uh, they they don't know the story and they haven't seen necessarily seen the photo. So c- can you sort of take us back to uh, what Pickles said? Sort of describe a little bit of the photo, and you know, what was the story behind it? And then sort of bring us up to your investigation.
2: Sure. Um Well, the photo was taken on February 11th, um, 2011, and it was Tom Pickles and his colleague, Sarah Harrington. They were um, in a kayak on the lake. Um, They were in the area on like a a team building um, weekend with their company. And they were about 300 metres out um, on the lake and they claimed this thing swam past them. And that it glided across the lake in front of them, leaving a wake behind it. And, and you can see the wake in um, the photograph. And they said that it was, it was the size of three cars and it looked like a snake. So it was scaly, um, like smooth, but scaly. Um, and then Tom managed to get his mobile phone out of his pocket and take one photograph of it before it disappeared. Um, and, and that's the photo that everybody sees. And then they went back to land because Sarah was too scared to be out on the water.
3: Yeah, it's amazing. She only got—they only got one photo.
2: Yeah, you would think. I, I personally, if if I saw something a bit strange, I'd try and get more than one shot.
1: Do they have any explanation for that, or?
2: No, they don't. Um, I don't think it was something the media um, questioned them on. Um, <laughs> I, I have tried to get into t- uh, contact with Tom, um, but I haven't had any response. Which is—it was something I wanted to ask him. But
3: what's the deal, Mister Pickle? <laughs>
0: So there there weren't any other photographs, but were there any other sightings, any
2: copycat sightings? Um, Not of the monster they saw. um, But I think five days later, a couple who were in a hotel near Lake Windermere, they could see the lake from the hotel room. They did say that they saw um, something with humps, but they were inside their room at the time. And um, they they just checked into the hotel room about four pm, and they were looking out the window. all the husband was looking out like the veranda doors and saw something about three hundred yards into the lake, and said to his wife, "It's the Loch Ness monster, um, as it had humps." Um, and to begin <laughs> with, they they thought it was just um, like a boy, like a strange shaped boy, or some kind of a boat in the water. And it wasn't until they were in reception the next morning and picked up a. a copy of the local paper and saw the story about Tom Pickle's photograph, um, that they decided it, that they'd probably seen the, um, the Bonessy monster.
1: Well, uh, what about the, uh, what about any actual investigations on the lake? I mean, did you or anybody else try and locate the exact, uh, place in the lake where this photo was taken or did, did you, was that, was that part of the investigation?
2: Nobody, um, has done an expedition on there since the Tom Pickles photograph. Um, I know the CFZ, um, have done two expeditions down there. The first was in 2006 and the second was in 2007. Um, and then there was one done by Dean Maynard in 2009. And then there was a follow-up one, um, done in 2010 by Dean Maynard, um, the results of the Dean Maynard expedition, um, I can't find, I asked for a copy of his reports, um, and his conclusions because all he's got on his website is like a summary. Mm. Um, and I was denied any more information on his expeditions, um, because he's writing a book. Um, (sighs) But regarding the the Tom Pickles photograph, nobody's actually been there to to try and replicate the photo from the same spot or to see if they, you know, what the causes could be. Um, it was something that we were considering doing, um, but it's it's quite a way to travel for me. But maybe maybe it'll be something I do over the next few months.
1: Step into the world of power loyalty
3: Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Each week on Chinwag, we dig into the weird topics you wonder about, that you care about. The stuff none of us are totally sure of, like the Bermuda Triangle, Mothman, consciousness, philosophy, UFOs, ghosts, or say Bigfoot. So who's to say that there's not alien species that are Sasquatch? Like I've seen a ghost, and I would hear something walking and breathing. Maybe every path is right. I will accept as a premise that every path is right.
2: That is a face on Mars. Eyes, nose. It kind of looked
1: like Wilson the volleyball. Some people enjoy the waves or whatever uh, crashing and I enjoy listening to a quantum physics audiobook. I do think there are many things in the
3: world that we just don't understand yeah. and probably won't understand. That's our yeah. whole show. <laughs> so join us every Wednesday on all major podcast platforms and find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at Chinwag Pod and Wagon. That is the Center for Forty Zoology.
2: Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Cool.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, just for our American listeners, both of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I will obviously will link to your research uh, on barsoc.org because uh, you did a great job, and I like your photos where you're showing that there's several places in the uh, lake where uh, it could be taken. There's lots mm-hmm. of little places where the islands are very similar. And I see what you're talking about as well with the split tire uh, in the water. I, I actually had seen that photo; I'd forgotten about it
0: <laughs> yeah. because
3: my my brain is broken. <laughs> uh, so, also, this is your site's one of the few that I'm aware of where you can actually see the uncropped photo. Yes, um,
2: um, so that's nice. Luckily, the the Westmorland Gazette, who are the, the basically like the Windermere newspaper um, in the local area, there they managed to get a copy of the photograph. Um, the full photograph and they published it um, before the Daily Mail um, contacted Tom Pickles and bought it from him. So now it's copyright um, and nobody can get a copy of it to um, examine it which is what we really really wanted to do. Um, the Westmoreland Gazette really wanted to help us but they've got their hands tied now because they're not allowed to pass it on um, because it's copyrighted to the Daily Mail. So, But we were able to get the, the full size one from their website.
3: Uh, do you think it's just a retread of uh, Loch Ness? Is that a serious
2: question, though? I don't know as much about Loch Ness as I do about Bonessi, which is probably really sad um, on my part. But, yeah, I think there are similarities there, definitely.
0: (laughs) So uh, I just wanted to ask about Tom Pickles. Uh, We were laughing beforehand about the name and and thinking that it it sounded very Dickensian. Uh, It almost (laughs) seems like a, a fake name. Do we know if that's his real name at all?
2: Well, apparently it is. It's um the uh the lead character in in the cartoon Rugrats. I don't know if that's if you get that in America, but um over here there's a cartoon called Rugrats and Tom Pickles is the lead character. He's a baby, so I thought it was a fake name. But actually, it turns out he is a real person. Um, I've got his email address, and I I did try to I got that off of the um the windermere reporter and i tried to get in contact with him um but i had no um reply from him but one day um i accidentally invited him onto twitter um you know how you can do like a recommendation and i was like oh no what if i don't and then he he joined so it's definitely a real email um so i presume it's his real name
1: well, um, I have to say, you know, I have, when I first analyzed the photo, one of the things that jumped out at me at first was that he, the the story that I was reading about the photo didn't seem to match what I was seeing in the photo. Uh, one of them being that, uh, as I recall, he was he he claimed that the photo was taken uh, while he was in the kayak. And uh, from my perspective, from my, 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 analysis, which, you know, I certainly could be wrong, but it looked like the perspective was all wrong, that it, it must have been taken uh, much higher than just, you know, being you know, just a few feet above the water. Um, did you, yeah. did you find that or?
2: Well, um, I, I also thought that as well. Um, and I mean, my brother he's like a kayaker so he he also i I asked for his opinion and, and he agreed that it wasn't like a photo taken from like sitting in the kayak and to stand in a kayak would have been pretty tricky um so we thought maybe he might have put his hand in the air and taken the photograph um that's kind of giving him the the benefit of the doubt i think um but it definitely did look like it was too high in the water to be taken whilst in a kayak you know in like um in a kayaking stance um and if if he Grabbed his mobile phone very quickly and he only managed to take one photograph. Um, you would presume he wouldn't have been able to to get to a higher um, position to take the photo, but it definitely did look like he was looking down at the water from a much higher perspective. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's a strange photo if you think about it. I mean, in the, the 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 kayak's not visible in the photo, so you don't see the prow of the yeah. kayak, which would imply that he's turned sideways to take the picture. Um, but it, he also takes it in uh, portrait mode. Instead of landscape, which gets the monster all the way to the right-hand side of the photo uh, instead of centering it. It's it's really odd. It's a very odd photo. Now, It could be that he tried to click it when it was centered and then it kept moving before the camera actually took the photo. Which I I unfortunately, you know, that happens to me all the time with with things in motion. And there is a wake, so I mean, it's moving, but it could be towed. And there is that mysterious dark blob.
2: Yes, you've seen the blob as well. On the right hand side. Yes, we've, um, we questioned that, um, like in a private discussion at Barsock. We couldn't agree if that was something that could be pulling it. Um, but obviously we, we didn't have the original, so we couldn't blow anything up or really look at it without it getting really pixelated. Um, but we did consider that it could be something tugging. The, the tire along.
3: Yeah, that's that's kind of what I was yeah. thinking. Um, it 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 doesn't look like any known animal, and you know these. That's one of the things with skeptics we always look at. Uh, does this animal have a history? I mean, it, you know, if it's uh, like Nessie, when we did our plesiosaur episode, you know, a lot of people think of uh, Nessie has this sort of swan like neck and then it turns out well for people who thought it was a plesiosaur at least that's not how plesiosaurs behave their necks were actually straight out in front Mm. Uh, they didn't they didn't bend up like an s so uh, what what kind of animal could this be uh it has to pop into existence with no evolutionary history so uh because there's just nothing like that i'm aware of
2: i I was just gonna say um I, I've spoken to an ecologist um, who's worked on Lake Windermere for 20 years since 1990. So actually 21 years. <laughs> um, and, and he said there is nothing in Windermere that looks like, you know, with with the humps. It doesn't, nothing that looks like that. And there's nothing of that size in the lake. Um, he was, his name's Dr. Ian Winfield. And he was quoted by, I think the Daily Mail as saying that it could be a catfish, um, But he he actually said to them that the only thing he could think of is that it could be a catfish, but there are no catfish in Windermere. Um, So there's certainly nothing naturally occurring in the lake that that could make that kind of shape or could be seen as being that large.
3: Well, I'll tell you something interesting. I I could actually see in the the full uncropped photo, there's three islands actually that you can see. Uh, You see the two on the right and there's something off in the distance that's a third or a third land object i don't know if it's an island or not you can't really tell that but you can see the buoys and if the buoys are fixed in position you could tell how far the buoy is from the island and then gauge to some extent the size of the creature
2: yeah that that, i mean i'm up that area But
3: i doubt it's there's nothing about that that looks like it's the length of three cars no
2: that that was um what kind of when I saw the crop version I was like okay there's nothing really there to distinguish the size but when you see the unc- uncropped version where you see the longer bit nearer the phot- photographer you can kind of see that it's probably a lot smaller than you originally think it is um, and size is definitely something I mean I'm up in that area of the country in June um, so I'm hoping to go across to Windermere um, and I'm hoping to find a tyre and see if I can kind of Maybe, I don't know, judge the distance and, yeah, using the things in the background as a, as a measuring tool would be probably a good way to start.
3: Yeah, it's, it's tricky. I, I, I've done a lot of work on uh, Bigfoot photos trying to figure out the size of things. And, and it's tricky because you don't know how far you are from the objects in the distance. But you can tell some things like, well, if, if the objects in the distance are a certain width apart, then it's got to be less than that, right? You know, so I mean, it tells you something. You, you learn something if not exact measurements. I was going to say, there's lots of triangulation methods you can use to kind of get better information. But water is such a hard thing to work yeah. with. Yeah, uh, And
2: also, the, the big problem with the photograph is that we're not actually 100% sure where it was taken. Um, I, f- I think it's probably the two more central aisles, but potentially it could also be um, what are called the Lily of the Valleys, which are more to the left of the lake um so i think if if i do go up and i can't work it out i will probably have to use both islands which means a lot of time on the water
3: hopefully the uh the buoys will still be there right so that hopefully that you'll be able to find configuration that matches uh, i wish you luck
2: <laughs> thank you
3: that's a fun it's a fun project
2: yeah
3: and uh you could know, wear a life jacket the water's dangerous and, and there's
0: a monster. Yeah. <laughs> I think there'll be a, a, a sequel answer. to this story. But I was just looking at the uh, Telegraph article by Nick Collins, and it just mentions that Mr. Pickles works for an IT company. Uh, yeah. So I'm I'm wondering if that's a bit suspicious.
2: People have suggested it, it could be um, a fake, um, or he may have doctored it or something like that. Um, I did try and track down the um, IT company. Um, it felt a bit stalkerish, but I worked out, well, it says where he lives. And I tried to find the IT company in that area, and maybe I was going to, like, phone them up and see if they had a Tom Pickles working for them and hope that I didn't sound too weird on the phone um, to see if I could get hold of him. Um, but I had no luck.
1: Wonder. <laughs> well, that that well, that's one thing that, that really strikes me as being, you know, incredibly suspicious about this is that is that it's not an anonymous photo, but it's pretty damn close because if he's just mm. going to release this and then – and then you know, do one story, and then essentially shut up about it and refuse to comment about it, or even or say where book. he took it. Uh, I mean, this is yeah. I mean, this is uh, it, it's just remarkable to me that that uh, that you know, if, if this is genuine, then why wouldn't he just say, yeah, this is exactly where this happened, or, or his uh, his companion Sarah? Um, I just find the the uh, the silence of these two uh, people to be. Very, very suspicious. Um, On a scale of 1 to 10, how likely do you think this was to be a hoax?
2: Um, I would probably put it at about um, what with 10 being likely.
1: Yes, 10 being virtual certainty, you know, at at least as as certain as skeptics get, and 1 being like, oh, my God, there
3: must (laughs) be a monster there. (laughs) 10 is the Georgia Bigfoot.
2: (laughs) I think um, think it's probably like an 8 or a 9, but I'm probably too kind. I've suggested that, you know, it could be that a tyre was just floating past them. But then it was was the whole three cars. It was the size of three cars. And I just wonder, was that because they're making it up or were they misremembering it? And were they that scared that they thought this tyre was a monster and they just remembered it as being bigger because they didn't want to sound stupid? Um, I I, I definitely think it's very, very likely it was a hoax. But I've got that kind of smidgen of doubt that it could just be that they were petrified by a tyre.
1: Because well, I, that's life, actually my that, that's my preferred explanation. Is is they, they were they were just terrified of tires. Uh, yeah, in fact, there's a, I, I like there's a new there's a new film. There's a new film coming out. I think it's called The Tire or something. And it's about a, it's <laughs> about, literally about a, a tire that kills people. And I think that Mr. Pickles yeah, but, would probably shoot himself if he saw this film, because he, he clearly
3: <laughs> is terrified by tires
0: Has a fear of tires. Yeah. Yes, yes. That, movie,
3: that movie looks better than it should. I just want to say that that movie looks pretty, pretty scary, man. It's <laughs> wow. actually
2: a, real, a movie?
3: I, oh yeah, and, and the, so the trailer is hilarious. I have to say because they t- kind of take that sort of you know that sort of camera view you get when you like know, in a horror film where you're getting the eye of the killer, Checking. and you sort of like, you're you're getting the viewpoint of the killer. They do that only you're the tire, and uh, it's just I, it's. A, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if they could do 90 minutes of it being that funny, but uh, it looks pretty funny. It's better than Attack of the Killer Tomatoes, at least in the trailer. There you go.
0: Wow, How timely. I'm
3: not sure. <laughs> what a measuring stick to guide by. <laughs> better <laughs> than Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. It's uh, <laughs> hard. So stories like this tend to go on a cycle. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Blake! Please. <laughs> do you find yourself tired of telling the oh,
0: story he's on a roll today You're
1: Karen, on jump, example, jump in
3: anytime here oh my god all right <laughs> i i do like this i really appreciate your research though and i look forward to you getting out on the lake and uh taking a serious look and, you know, I, I find myself in that same funny position. Sometimes I'm looking into something, and most people are like, yeah, that's, that's not real. Just move on, right? But it's fun as a skeptic to dig in, use your skills, and try to find the exact right answer. Definitely. Even if it turns out to be, a, you know, they were towing a tire, you know? Well, then you know, you know?
2: Yeah. You know. I was, I was just going to say, with regards to it going in um, a cycle, Um, this one, this case has been really weird. It's, it's completely all over the place with the the dates and the sightings and stuff. Um, and it, it kind of looks a bit suspect, but, but who knows?
0: And, uh, just in looking at the article a bit further, they mentioned, uh, Mr. Pickle's companion, Sarah Harrington. So, uh, do we really know anything about her or anyone else that was involved?
2: There's a photograph of of the pair of them uh, that was taken by a paper covering the story of their photograph. Um, that's all that we know about her and, and that she was scared by it and, and that she thought that the thing looked like a snake and she wanted to get out of the water. That's all we know about Sarah Harrington. Um, and really all we know about the pair of them um, is what's in the newspapers and mm. the the only way that I could find out if Tom Pickles was a real person was to speak to um, a reporter at the Westmoreland Gazette, who said, "Yeah, he is. I, I've spoken to him," and and yeah, that that's it. <laughs> so unless it's like a huge, huge elaborate hoax and the newspaper in on it, then I, I think they are real. But I, 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 it's just bizarre because you can't find them anywhere. I mean, I even like stalked them on Facebook to see if I could find them there. And it's a common name enough. too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I tried to narrow it down with the um, the area they live in, and it's, I just can't find them. It's it's really bizarre. Well, he, he,
1: for, for what it's, for what it's worth, here's my take on it. I think that I think that Tom Pickles, if that's indeed his name, and Sarah, I think they met like in a support group for people who are scared of uh, like tire and rubber products, and and they 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 support each other and like you know it's okay, it's okay, it's just rubber band. Oh my god so then in order to like to have this team building thing they went out on this lake and they saw this tire that was clearly going to eat them or do something nasty to them and they photographed it as a way of sort of displacing their fear and and they're putting this out there and so that they want to make sure that the rest of us realize that that tires can kill
0: it's an elaborate theory i think it looks like
3: it's a game of clue uh it was uh tom pickles in windermere with a tire <laughs> Colonel mustard and that's <laughs> now, I, I do see the photo you're talking about. They look rather grim, don't they? look they? really
2: like scared, like yeah. So it's like it had a profound effect on them.
3: Well,
1: are, are they scared because they just did a hoax and they're afraid of being found out, or are they scared because they just saw a tire in the water?
2: <laughs> well, they're kind of scowling at the camera, so I, I'm imagining
3: they
1: are the, scowling. The photographers yeah, gone yeah. look
2: really concerned, and and <laughs> that's what they've done.
3: Oh, you think it was staged? Gotcha. <laughs> I, I
2: don't know.
3: I'm, I'm gonna face you. The- yeah. <laughs> Pose is the right way. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> like, like their picture's a hoax too. <laughs> <laughs> like cardboard cutout people. Wow. Well, Haley, we'll, we'll put a link uh, to your work in our show notes. Sure. And obviously if, uh, if you're able to get some more details, um, more conclusive details, I should say, cause you, I think you've done a, a great job.
2: Yeah. Um, the research is still ongoing at the moment. Um, the bit that i'm kind of focusing on now is the first um, photograph by Lyndon Adams um and I'm trying to get him to send me cuz he he claims that um it was analyzed by a forensic photographer who um and, and that to him is proof that it's a monster um so i'm trying to get the forensic analysis to see if i can see what it says it is um and, and take it from there but he's to be continued up, yeah to be continued <laughs> Woo! And that's
3: my sound effect
0: Hayley we always like to ask our guests uh, what is your favourite monster
2: right yes I know this one and I couldn't decide on one um, <laughs> I was going to say uh, the werewolf um, basically oh. just because I live in an area of England where there could totally be werewolves um, but I also didn't know if like really really fictional monsters applied um, because I wanted to choose house elves as well
1: Ooh, there you go
2: yeah, I like
3: that. Yeah. Well, I, I could wait, use a house elf. You cut out sort of
0: cutting out
3: house elf. Thank you, house elf. Okay, cool. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> my audio cut out right at the at that point. I was like, what? what? Mine too. I didn't. Ben and Karen liked it, whatever she said. So. <laughs>
2: Well, I just think if, if you're gonna, that's from yeah,
3: Harry Potter. Yeah,
2: if you're going to have a, a monster. I don't think they're necessarily uh, I,
3: No, I know you know. I was telling Ben and Karen. Yeah. No, no, that, that'd be cool. I'd, <laughs> I'd, I'd, uh, do you have to
1: feed them, or do they do they eat?
2: I think they probably do. Um, but I, I just think it would be nice to have a useful monster, rather than one that's just really elusive. A <laughs> useful and monster. Annoying. Yeah.
3: Right, right. Rather
2: uh, than one you keep I'd, in the
3: in I prefer you know, Yes. I prefer Dobby to creep. No, you keep Harry Potter in the cupboard. And... Yeah, universe. and the house stuff. <laughs> <laughs> have you no, honestly, Karen and Ben, have you actually read Harry Potter?
0: Uh I haven't, not and I am just starting to see the first movie. I've watched about half of it.
3: <laughs> oh, don't watch the movies. They're terrible.
1: I'll get
0: around to it.
3: Books are so, books
1: I have are not. So I've good. only I've only read the slash fiction, uh, but not the books themselves.
3: And it is great, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Get
3: answer. So I, I, I'm wondering if uh, we can squeeze one more pun in. <laughs> please, please. I just ate. <laughs> Thanks to your work, Haley. We've got Tom Pickles over a barrel. Oh
0: well. <laughs> that was Ooh, not well
1: actually done. bad. That was
0: that was not
3: as bad I <laughs> Alright, <laughs> thanks so much for your no time. Problem. And and thanks for giving us an award, because now that you see what the show's really like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen behind the curtain.
3: <laughs> it's great talking to you. Yeah,
2: thank
0: you.
3: Monster Talk. Today on Monster Talk, you heard an interview with paranormal investigator Haley Stevens about her research into the creature known as Bow Nessie. Monster Talk is brought to you by Skeptic Magazine and is hosted by myself, Blake Smith, Ben Radford, and Dr. Karen Stolzno. In today's episode, we briefly talked about a movie about a killer tire. That film is actually called Rubber, and a link to the details for the film are in our show notes. You can follow Monster Talk at Facebook, a link to which is on our website at monstertalk.org. We'd love to have you be our friends. Monster Talk's theme music is by Peach Stealing Monkeys. Thank you so much for listening.
0: To stay abreast of the latest from Skeptic Magazine and
1: the Skeptic Society? Want cutting edge skeptical articles delivered straight to your inbox every week? Then subscribe to eSkeptic, the free electronic newsletter of the Skeptic Society. Visit skeptic.com to
0: sign up. <laughs>